Two, three minutes past five o'clock. It's a Friday. It's the 8th of October 2021. John Africa. And a very warm welcome to First Take SA, the very first take of news and current affairs here at home and around the world. As we update you on what's happening in business, sports and traffic as well. Good morning, South Africa. I'm Elvis Presland. Coming up this morning, in today's 2021 Local Government Election Manifesto Forum, we take a look at some of the independent candidates that have registered for the local government elections. A total of 1,549 independents have registered and will be contesting in wards across the country come November the 1st. Now today, we will speak to one SA movement leader, Musima Imani, ward candidate from the Naisna Independent Movement in the Western Cape, Susan Campbell, and independent ward candidate from the Makana Citizens Front in Makanda, we also invite you to participate in the election forum through your comments and your questions. And you can share your views with us here in studio on this number, 011-714-8999. You can send us a voice note on 082-692-3909. Keep those numbers on speed dial. On the SMS line, 41391. It'll cost you one rand fifty. Like us on the Facebook page, First Take SA on SAFM, and you become part and parcel of our family. You can also tweet us, hashtag First Take SA. So what's on your mind this morning? You know that on my mind for the last two weeks has been the elections. And we'd like to find out from you this morning. We're speaking to independent candidates. And I would like to find out from you, what do you make of independent candidates um, for the upcoming local government elections? Your assessment of them as an alternative choice in the upcoming local government elections. Let us know. 011-714-8999. You are listening to Elvis Preslin on First Take SA on SAFM. It is now eight minutes past five. The 2021 local government elections have seen an increase in the number of independent candidates contesting wards compared to 2016. The IEC reports that a total of 1,549 independents have registered and will be contesting in wards across the country come November the 1st. The province of KwaZulu-Natal has over 300 independent candidates contesting wards, and this is the highest number of all the provinces. However, some voters are skeptical about voting for an independent candidate, as Nonkululeko Shlope explains. The infighting in political parties and the contentious candidate selection process have resulted in some people leaving their parties to stand as independent candidates in the local government elections. They do not have an easy road ahead of them, though. For example, 57 people stood as independent candidates in the local government elections in the Etsegoni Metro in 2016, but... Only four won at the election in their wards. This time around, KwaZulu-Natal has the highest number of independent candidates in the next month's elections. Pegamantungwa Kumalo is standing in the Etegwini's ward for the six candidates, which include the notorious Guamashu Hostel. He left the ANC after dissatisfaction with the party's candidates' nomination process. Kumalo says he will not be making any promises. He says he wants the community to tell him what they see as the most agent issues. I did not make any promises to my community because they already know I have always served them. And if there is a problem with electricity, I quickly make calls. If there is fire in an informal settlement, I stand with those people until they are helped. So I want my community to make recommendations on which services they immediately 
need. Another independent candidate is Linda Villagazi, standing in Etsegwini's Ward 90. He believes he stands a good chance to be elected because a number of people have had enough of political parties. The chances are very high, are very high because people are, are, are fed up. Are, are fed up. Some of, 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 of them, they say, hey, they don't want to vote anymore. My job now is to convince them and make them come and vote because their vote is, is, is their voice. So in order for them to sort this thing that they are facing now, we need to vote and take the power back to our, our community. Among the independent candidates contesting votes in Guazunatal is the former mayor of Mtonjanini municipality, which includes Melmoth. Sibongin Kosbiela was expelled by the IFP earlier this year while he was serving as mayor. Biela says his own community approached him to contest Ward 4 in the municipality. I was approached by my community to contest our ward as an independent candidate. Since my previous political party expelled me, they said they will need my skills in our municipality as a councillor. So I believe that they will stand with me and vote for me. When asked if they will put their trust in independent candidates, this is what some voters had to say. I would not vote for any independent uh, politi- uh, politics because they do not deliver service-wise. They promise things, but they do not keep their promises. I would always opt to not vote. There's a lot of people that are unemployed, and most of them, they graduate, but they've always been promised to get jobs. They do not get jobs. It's because I don't know them. I don't know what they're capable of. I don't know what they're going to bring exactly, or what they're promising us is what they're going to give us exactly. I don't think they even know what we need, because we never sit down with them and discuss what we need, what is our need, what we need. For me, no, that's a big no-no. I won't be able to, to vote for them. The only time I see them is on there. There are pictures only. More than 1,700 people have registered as independent candidates countrywide with more than 300 in Guazul-Natal. Amnungulegotlope in Durban. Now for more on the role and promises of independent candidates ahead of the November 1st election, we joined on the line by three guests. First, one South African movement chief activist, Musi Maimani. Second on the line is the ward candidate from the Naisna independent movement in the Western Cape, Susan Campbell. And also joining us is Lungile Mnubu, the uh, independent ward candidate from the Makana Citizens Front in Makanda, formerly known as Grahamstown in the Eastern Cape. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to you all on this Friday's edition of the Election Forum. A very good morning to all of you, but uh, Musi, let's start off with you, Mr. Maimani. As the one South African leader, can you give us an opening statement on why you formed this movement? Sorry, I'm struggling to hear, hear, so I apologize. I'd like to hear the question properly, and good morning to all fellow South Africans. Very good morning to you. Let's try again. I hope you can hear me now. I would like to get your opening statement on why you formed One SA. Mr. Maimani, are you there? Mr. Maimani, can you hear me? In the meantime, I'd like to get your thoughts uh, while we try to get hold of the candidates uh, uh, on the line as well as the ward councillors. I would like to know from you, if you were to vote in the upcoming local government elections, what would be your choice and your assessment of independent candidates as an alternative choice in the upcoming local government elections. You can let me know on 011-714-8999. Or you can send us a WhatsApp on the voice note on 082-692-3909. As well as on the SMS line 41391. It'll cost you one rand fifty. You can also like us... Uh, you can also like us uh, on the Facebook page, First Take Essay on SAFM, and send us a tweet on hashtag First Take SA. Let me try again and see if we can get uh, hold of Mr. Musi Maimani. Mr. Maimani, can you hear me? Let's also try and see if we can get hold of Susan Campbell. Can you hear me? The Nisner Independent Movement uh, in the Western Cape, Susan Campbell, can you hear me?
No. And uh, Lungile, can you hear me? Perhaps the independent ward candidate from Makana Citizens Front in Makanda. Well, it seems like the uh, the lines are failing us this morning, but we'll try and get hold of uh, the candidates as well as Mr. Musi Maimani. I see he's back on the line. A very good morning to you once again, sir. I hope you can hear me now. Yeah, good morning and good morning to fellow South Africans. Much better. Very good. Finally, we get to the point. Uh, give us your opening statement on, on why you formed One SA. Well, we formed One South Africa because we felt our politics had got to a point where they were no longer working for the people. You'll remember I'd spent a significant amount of time in Parliament, and in a parliamentary uh, scenario as we have it in the country, it becomes an environment where often issues of the elite are discussed and often many citizens are left out. And secondly, I felt that politics had become a space where careerism is, is advanced, where activism was lost. Almost, if you think about the period of post-1994, it became a place where citizens simply said, let the politicians do what they need to do. We will await for them. Mm. And when you have a, a context such as that one, it means that the citizens are always last. The citizens suffer lack of representation, mm. and the citizens become disempowered. Because what you then see is you watch Zondo Commission where presidents can arrive there and arrogantly proclaim that, look, we are the number one uh, criminals here, but no consequences affected on them. So I felt it was important that we bring change. So I went out, I said, let the citizens be at the center. Let's build communities. And lastly, I think we live in a country of too many South Africans. We live in a country where our society is fragmenting in that we've got various, we've got South Africa for the wealthy, South Africa for the poor, South Africa that if you go to certain places, others would define it as South Africa for blacks and South Africa for whites. I felt it cannot be that the vision of a racially harmonized society upon which all can prosper together, black and white, mm. cannot be, can be lied dominant. No political parties advancing that in this country. It's up to the citizens. So I felt I needed to build a movement in South Africa where both can work together towards prosperity, towards uh, uh, bringing back the center of accountability through elections mm-hmm. and building an economy that ultimately works for all people so that we build that one South Africa. So, so that's the reason why we, why we started it and why we continue to work on it. Mm-hmm. Is that perhaps a link as to why it is so important for registered voters to consider putting their cross next to an independent candidate in their respective wards? Absolutely, because as things stand at the moment, the political parties have captured the state and you know, I say this with, uh, without your contradiction. Local municipal capture will make national state capture look like a picnic. Because when you reflect on stadia being built or chicken sheds being called stadiums, uh, as we saw in the Inukumkijima <laughs> for 15 million rand, yes. and you see how in municipalities they call little footpaths roads and they consider those infrastructure projects, it tells you that the corruption at municipal levels is at its worst. But <clears throat> municipalities are at the forefront of delivering the coal face of services and do not require the political ideology. You see, it's, it's not Marxist, socialist, capitalist to put on water, electricity, or, or in fact, basic services, or fixing pit latrines. This is the competence of local municipality, which is prescribed in law. Therefore, we have to build a, com- a citizen who have already been active in their communities, and then we are able to say to them, you are accountable to, to the people. So that's why I think it's crucial for people to vote for independence, because ultimately these are the people who serve them, who come from their communities, and have been doing work, have been active. They haven't been political careerists, whereas a political party comes and dump the candidate in the community, and you forget the fact that that candidate could only be removed by the political party, and if they're in the right faction, they'll be protected mm-hmm. for life. Now, so we need to get back to local, lo- especially at local government.
That's right. Now, one SA movement has, or one South African movement, have been very active on social media. I saw your tweet relating to uh, the one SA movement advert for the November 1st elections, and it graphically really explains how voters can take back the power in the upcoming elections. Take us through that content of the advert, and why was there a need to explain the importance of the independent candidate? Yeah, uh, I mean, effectively, the bold line in the advert says, remove the middleman. So, because when you look at a community, I was in Mpulene as a great example. There are people who have been living with sewage running down the street. The provincial government, even of the ANC itself, has declared that the ANC there in Mpulene have really failed. But there's been no consequence. Money mm. has been stolen in the municipality, no consequence. So what the advert simply does is that it says, actually, rather than you waiting for a political party to self-correct, do whatever they like to call themselves nowadays. You need to take the power directly. And it gives an expression as to when you vote, you vote for the candidate. But the second component of that is that we've set up an association in Mfuleni, which is like the New Horizon Association. And we've got all across the country these associations, as in Inokumkitsima, as in many municipalities, where you can directly vote for the proportional representative of the of the component, where you then ultimately bring the skills and the competence that you need for the municipality to be turned around. And and so for, for us, that's the bold message, is that it's your power, it's power back to the people, but it's the most competent people. So it's, it's endorsing independence, but not saying people are independent of community. They're dependent on the community. They may be independent of a political party, but they will never be independent of a community. That's why of all the list of candidates that we've got that are registered at IEC, not all of them are working with One South Africa because we are of the complete view that some of them do not share common values, the values of Ubuntu, the very thing we're trying to advance in community. They may not share those values. Therefore, they must continue to stand. The law allows them to do that. But with the ones that we are working with, we have trained them. They share common values. We've given a certain vision that says, here's what we need to do. And they are in their respective communities working to execute that. That's why we signed the pledge in, as a contract between them and the citizens of Africa. We have a conversation with Musi Maimani as well as uh, Susan Campbell from the uh, NISNA Independent Movement as well as Lungile Ngube is the independent ward uh, candidate from the Makana Citizens Front in Makanda. Let's start off uh, now with our second candidate, the NISNA Independent Movement in the Western Cape, Susan Campbell. A very good morning to you. Now, Ms. Campbell, coastal towns such as Nisna are known for their majestic scenery as well as the garden route. However, why have you decided to go independent in these, in these elections, notwithstanding being part of the Nisna independent movement? Well, the Nisna independent movement was actually formed in 2018. I was a founding member. I moved to Nisna in 2003, and I was very much attracted by seen its beauty. The town seemed to be functioning well. It was a clean town. And I honestly was very proud of living in a town where um, government was delivering. Um, we believed there was no corruption. Nice was the town of the year twice until 2008. Um, interestingly, um, between 2004 and six, in that period, the town was actually being run in a coalition between the ANC and the DA. Nicely, it would be a town where it's very difficult for any party to get an absolute majority. We had an excellent municipal manager in Dan Daniels. The town was clean. It was functioning. Um, they bought, when there was any misconduct, action was taken immediately. There were consequences. And, um, yes, I probably thought I'd live happily ever after here. Unfortunately, <laughs> in December 2006, um, the ANC mayor, Joy Cole, resigned, and everybody expected the ANC-DA coalition to carry on. There were good councillors in both parties, and they were really acting in order for the town. However, the DA's um, leadership decided they wanted to try and run as many provinces as possible, so they decided to enter into a coalition with smaller parties, which quite honestly did not comprise of, of people who added value. That coalition ended very quickly when two of its members crossed the floor to the ANC and the ANC government for 2011. Things then gradually started going downhill. In 2011, 
But yeah, it took over. Everybody believed in their promise of clean governance and running a town properly and getting things done. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, the VA introduced um, a, an illegal tender process called um, a local content or local yes. premium process where they completely ignored um, the preferential procurement regulations tenders that should have been awarded to companies with be stated for the lowest price, which is simply to given to a local company that often had no BEE members and was more expensive. Um, I spoke to the councillors, nothing happened eventually. Um, I went to the Auditor General. The Auditor General yes. identified irregular expenditure of 15 million rand. Hmm. It was never recovered, it was covered up. Illegal directors were appointed by the DA. Um, in 2016, the DA came into power again, this time in a coalition. The DA mayor, from the outset, was was involved in, 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 in a lot of issues. Uh, is, this, is this the reason why you, you stand as an independent yeah. then? Okay. So what happened is, is, is by 2018, we had realized that we were not going to find any... Um, salvation in politics. So um, we formed a party, the Nisla Independent Movement. That is a, was registered as a political party, simply for Nisla. It will only contest Nisla and the district. Yes. And one of the reasons for that was that there was so much outside interference from both mm-hmm. the DA and the ANC in Nisla's politics. And we decided mm-hmm. that although we were going to align ourselves as a political party so that we could take yes. its, um, benefit of the proportional vote, we would never allow any outside interference so that right. only our constituents um, would actually, we would only be answerable to them. Wonderful. Let's now go to Lungile Mube. He's the independent ward candidate from the Makana Citizens Front in Makanda. Uh, if we look at this area, Makana Municipality in the Eastern Cape, we saw local residents standing up and blockading roads, demanding to be addressed by the Premier, Oscar Mabuyani, over service delivery issues a few months ago. Is this the reason why you ended up deciding to run as an independent? Thank you very much for having me on your, on your program. Uh, just to give you a, a brief uh, background, um, the citizens of Makada, 22,800, uh, citizens uh, petitioned the Premier, calling for the Premier to dissolve the corrupt council of Makada. Uh, but the Premier uh, ignored uh, our petition, which was signed by 22,800 uh, residents. Instead, he undermined the people of Makada and uh, the UPM, Unemployed People's Movement, on behalf of uh, civil society organization and our citizens then took the matter to high court. You recall that uh, there's a, a, a landmark victory, uh, the first of its kind, where the high court agreed that the municipality has failed uh, to fulfill its constitutional uh, mandate. But instead, the premier decided to appeal against that decision. Now, as a result of the collapse of the service delivery in Makana, uh, there was a recent uh, total shutdown in Makana, where the people of Makana also petitioned the Premier to say, Premier, come to Makana and address us. One, uh, we can no longer live with the sewage in our homes. Two, uh, there the are portals. Uh, our township are very dirty. Unemployment rate is about 70%. And corruption is uncontrollable in this municipality, which is run by the ANC. Appealing undermined the people of Makan. As a result of that, uh, our people then took a decision to establish a Makana uh, citizen front, which is an independent and a non-political civic movement to contest the elections. All right, wonderful. These are some of uh, the people that we're speaking to this morning. You can join in on the conversation. You can let me know what's on your mind on that number. 082-692-3909. That's the WhatsApp line. You can let me know at any time during the course of the program. You can also call us directly in studio. 011-714-8999. We're asking you, what is your assessment of independent candidates as an alternative choice in the upcoming local government elections? There are 1,000. 
549 independent candidates that have registered and will be contesting in wards across the country come November the 1st. I would like to get your thoughts. But right now, 5.30, time for your news headlines with Nomzam Dluli. Thanks, Elvis. In the headlines, the ANC in Natal says the DA's plans of canvassing Indian votes by putting up controversial posters in Phoenix has backfired. The party was reacting to the DA's provincial chairperson, Dean McPherson's announcement yesterday that the posters are being taken down and he also apologize for the hurt that they have caused to some people. Eskimo resume stage two load shedding tonight at nine o'clock to five o'clock in tomorrow morning, and uh, South Africans will be able to travel to Britain from Monday after the country was removed from the UK's travel red list that banned almost all travel between the two countries. More details at six. SAFM. Guiding you through the rush hour traffic. Good morning. A big band of rain moving through Kauteng and uh, eastern parts of the Free State moving into uh, KZN and Pumalanga. Please drive carefully. Roads are very, very wet in some areas this morning of those regions and uh, uh, wet, slippery and uh, dangerous at high speed. So go early. And once you're out and about, keep those lights on, even once the sun's up, please, if it's still raining. And uh, just slow down. Take it easy. Uh, it will be challenging conditions in a large part of the country uh, this morning. Uh, also, some roadworks at Funrin and Pass. If you're coming up out of Durban across the weekend, back to Kauteng, uh, back towards Joburg, there's a couple of left lane closures. It does just get slow as you drop into a, a single lane and uh, with the weekend volumes, particularly on a Sunday afternoon, uh, you may just find yourself stuck in a bit of a uh, backlog situation. And of course, this weekend sees the uh, Cape Town Cycle Tour, extensive road closures through Cape Town CBD. Uh, this is on Sunday, the CBD area uh, down through the, the M3 in the southern suburbs, South Peninsula, Atlantic Seaboard, then back around sort of Greenpoint area, uh, closures from as early as 4.30 on Sunday morning uh, right through until probably as late as 9pm around the Greenpoint side. Uh, one of the noticeable closures will be Hospital Bend outbound on Saturday. Uh, oh, a big part on Sunday, Hospital Bend will be closed leaving the CBD uh, for motorists on both the N2 and M3 approaches and it'll be shut from 5.30 Sunday morning until 12.30 in the afternoon. With your traffic update for SABC News, I'm Rob Byrne. First Take SA, 5 to 6 a.m. Well, the question we pose to you this morning right here is uh, whether or not uh, you will vote for an independent candidate. So what's your assessment of independent candidates as an alternative choice in the upcoming local government elections? Let me first take a look at what you're telling me before I return to my guest. On the Facebook page, this one from Farnan Ngobo says... Independent candidate standing should be the way to go in our politics in South Africa. For far too long, our political landscape has been dominated by political parties for self-interest. Your Latulia House and others are the proof before us. The councillors can now be accountable to the very community they were elected to serve and with no interference from anyone else. Satsepo Sakesa says, good morning, Africa. What motivates increasing number of independent candidates is proportional representatives at municipalities. The independent candidates seek not to be ward councillors, but PR councillors, in which they get salaries and assist not their communities. It's just a strategy for those candidates to be absorbed by councils. Jumbo Africa, he says. AJ Alfred says, good morning, Elvis. Well, I do think we need independent candidates for now. It will encourage all political parties to work hard going forward. Johannes Mbedwe says, good morning, Elvis and the team. I think that independent candidates, unlike those of political parties, remain dependent on the community they come from. And they are a group of people who know what the people in the locality need and to be serviced with. Thank you, Sir Elvis, says Johannes in Elam, Caper Gullis, Chambo, Africa. Matthias Bongani Bolunga has got a different take. He says independent, independent candidates are just there to get votes. And then they donate them to other political parties that people did not vote for because of empty promises and other issues. I will not vote for independent candidates, even if he or she can be my family member of relatives. And then you're sending me voice notes. Good morning to you, Elvis, and good morning to your distinguished guest, Mr. Mosi Maimani. What a great man. I just have one question for Mr. Mosi Maimani. 
Given the nature of the ANC and what it has done to our country, is it fair to say that mainstream media has failed the nation miserably? Thank you so much. Chapter 2. Jambo Africa! Elvis, thank you for calling Musimaimani uh, today. He's one of the politicians that I love. He's charismatic, he's very, very attractive. He's one of a, a, a leader that I want to take, to, to take South Africa forward. And uh, uh, please ask him for us, uh, Elvis, that uh, 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 how is he going to make sure that uh, he propels uh, committee participation because of I can see that uh, many political parties are giving their manifestos but without touching on how communities going to participate on service delivery. You know, participation is very much important because of it's one of the cornerstones of democracy. So as they are giving their manifestos, they must consider uh, participation, they must not uh, 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 exclude community when taking decision. Thank you. It's Malulega Kefas, Rachwini Tawaning in Limpopo, Jambo, Africa. Well, there you have it. Uh, these are some of your comments. Uh, Mr. Maimani, any comments on any of the uh, comments you heard so far? The last uh, caller indicating that your charisma is very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, one, I appreciate South Africans because I think in some ways, you know, we set out to serve our people in the best way we can. And I've had the gratitude to be able to do that. And it's irrelevant, even given the history of the politics, what happened to the former political party as a part of, it's always a privilege to serve the people of this country. So I'm deeply humbled by that. And we will continue to fight on. And I think you ask a very important question. How do we ensure communities are at the center of planning. You know, in truth, the drafters of the white paper on local government, furthermore, the current pieces of legislation that govern local government, the Municipal Systems Act and the Municipal Finance Management Act, both are dependent on inputs fundamentally from the community. So, I don't want to belabor the point by simply saying that if you want to pass a budget in a municipality, there's a document that must be put together called an IDP, which is an Integrated Development Plan. That IDP must be sought from the interests of the community. The community must be able to have meetings in every community as part of the municipality to be able to say, we want a road, we want a bridge, we want this, we want that. And then you create an IDP, and that IDP is the precursor towards budget approval. But because of political capture, they stop having proper community consultations. They go into communities, and it's a, it's a rally of a political party. And then the natural consequence of it is that there's actually a rubber stamping of whatever they think. So the law, they violated the law at that point. Municipalities, secondly, have what they call, particularly the big metros, ward committees that are in fact financed by the, by the citizens' rates and taxes. For those ward committees to be able to sit in every respective ward and deal with the problems of that ward. But again, because of party political capture, they end up with branch committee members, etc., etc., because now they can pay them to be branch committee members because now suddenly... They can, they can be seen as the ward committee of the people. And you see it replicated. And so what I'm saying is municipal law has been set up to ensure that actually stakeholder engagement isn't just lip service. It must be done properly. The last point I'll make is simply this, is that the reason you want to go back to independence is to ensure that those processes are followed and that Community offices or regions, as is in Joburg, we, in Johannesburg you've got so many regions, but the regional offices could just as well be party political offices. They need to get back to becoming community centers where people can engage their councillors, their community. That's why independent is the way. And then the, the caller made the point to say independence sometimes get bought to move from one way or another. And to sell votes to political parties after they won. Yes. And I want to clarify why 
you need a residence association on the table. Because it was one of the things that we had to look at carefully, because we understood that you can end up with a scenario where if someone is independent and they have no one else who can hold them accountable, you then end up with this very problem that the caller is describing. And to the caller at Naisna, uh, the, the Naisna independent movement as an example, it's a localized structure designed to contest only in Naisna. And it's run by the citizens, run by the community there. So that if someone says, no, I'm going to sponsor my vote to someone else, and the community says, no, we voted for the Naisna independent movement. Now you are sponsoring our votes to this person or to that person, or you are bought by this person. They can literally get back to the Naisna uh, uh, independent movement and say to them, we want this person to be removed. And that can happen. That's mm-hmm. why we've had to build localized structures that operate in this regard. And I, and I can speak for so many. I can speak for Queenstown. I can speak for Mfulane. I can speak for many other communities. They've set up these structures. Otherwise, if just someone is independent for and is independent of all accountability, then the risk, of course, is yes. profound. First Take SA, 5 to 6 a.m. Independent candidates ahead of the November 1st elections. We are joined on the line by uh, one South African movement chief activist, Musi Maimani, and on the line, award candidate from the Nice Independent Movement in the Western Cape, Susan Campbell, as well as Lungile Mube, the independent award candidate from the Makana Citizens Front in Makanda. Susan, let me come back to you. How will your constituency hold you accountable if elected for the respective wards uh, you will be contesting in your locality? Well, uh, thank you very um, much. Uh, when we completed the candidate uh, selection process, which was people sent out in the people's driven process. Well, Lungile, was, that was actually more for, but you can carry on. Carry on and we'll come back to Susan. Okay. When we completed our candidate selection process, which was transparent and started at a soccer city, uh, driven by the people. Our people then gave us a mandate to ensure that all candidates uh, signed a, a, a declaration giving the communities, their constituents, if they are not happy within a month, to recall them. We have signed that uh, declaration and uh, we have filed that declaration as well as part of the submission to the IEC uh, that uh, if my constituents is not happy with me, uh, the constituents have got the right to recall. And secondly, I must say, local government uh, crisis is very deep uh, in South Africa. Uh, it is as a result of the ANC uh, that has abandoned the Freedom Charter and adopted the neoliberal policies, like your physical, uh, local government physical framework. Unfortunately, DA and other political parties that are contesting elections must also take a blame for the crisis we have today in South Africa. Because the neoliberal policies that they have passed in Parliament are anti-black, they are anti-poor, they are anti-workers, they are anti-black working class communities, they are anti-jobs, they are anti-human, and they put profit before the people. And today we are faced with a budget cut, there are austerity measures, there are job losses because of the policies they adopted. Uh, today, the people of Makana, we are forced to drink water that is uh, contaminated with human waste. We reported these issues with the Human Rights Commission. Unfortunately, Chapter 9 institutions as well are very weak in this country. Mm-hmm. Something must be done to strengthen their capacity so that they are not afraid of the ANC. Yes, all right, wonderful. Let's go back to Susan. Susan, uh, the same question for you. How will you be held accountable uh, if uh, you are voted into uh, in your locality? Ultimately, if I don't perform, I will be voted out in five years' time. And you might say, well, what is so different about that? Exactly. In this country, we have often found that people vote with their identity. They would, If you're an ANC voter, you will continue voting ANC regardless of how unhappy you are over their performance because you vote for the party. The same has happened with the DA to a great extent. Um, as an independent movement, we do not have that that long-term um, um, loyalty, almost um, sports team loyalty. We are here to deliver, and if we don't deliver, people will remove us. Other than that, we obviously have structures. So if any of our candidates don't perform, um, we would encourage members of our community to report it to us. If we, do, we will obviously also 
monitor people's performance and people will monitor mine. And we would then investigate candidates, and if they do not perform or deliver, or if they are guilty of any um, corrupt action, we will take action and, and remove them through our processes. We are a, a registered party, so we do have a constitution that we have to adhere to. But we will definitely not be um, like the mainstream parties that just keep getting the votes year upon year, regardless of that. We are saying to people, we're going to deliver and they're going to watch us. And we will be asked in five years' time if we don't deliver. Well, so let's get back to you. On Wednesday, you organized an independent, uh, ca- all the independent candidates to sign what you term as the People's Pledge. How crucial is that pledge in holding these independent candidates accountable for uh, the November 1st elections? Or that's post the yes. November elections? Look, I, I think it's, it's the pledge act contractually between the candidate and the citizens. So what that pledge simply seeks to do is to say, look, given the law at local government, you know, many parties talk about manifestos. I I, I battle to understand the manifesto for local government because it's actually prescriptive in law, as it were. And secondly, that in fact, what that pledge seeks to do, it says to ourselves that given what the law requires of us to do when it comes to local government issues, here's what we pledge ourselves to commit ourselves to doing in partnership with community, contractually with the community. And it focuses on saying we need to depoliticize local government. We need to deliver services. We need to ensure stakeholder engagement. We need to ensure that ultimately municipalities work for inclusion so that you can have shared prosperity. And what that pledge wants it signed, it sits between the community and the candidate so that Ultimately, when, you, when somebody turns around and says, but Musi, you know, we elected this person to be the candidate, and they've left the town, for example, which often happens, or they no longer respond because they're just enjoying the salary. Now what you do is you say to them, there was a pledge, there was an agreement, here are the values we talk about. I then stand in support of that community, so let's remove this person, because then ultimately the power goes back to the people. So the pledge is about what the commitment is, it's the vows the, the independent candidates that we're working with have put towards the community to say, here's what we're going to hold ourselves to. Right. Susan, why yes. should prospective voters consider giving their votes to independent candidates and also address uh, your locality on why you are the best fit to serve them? Yes, um Independent candidates are not dictated to from outside NISNA, and I'm talking here about the NISNA independent movement. Mm-hmm. We cannot have interference in the running of this town by the Tuli House or the DA in Cape Town. When we make decisions, they are basically made in consultation with our communities. Our communities will have direct contact with us. We will not have the situation where you have another party where often caucuses are instructed how to vote on important issues in municipalities by party leaders from outside. That will never happen in Neisner. We live in Neisner, we care about the town, we pay tax here, and we will act in the best interest of our constituencies. We also know what the issues are. A person in Cape Town or Johannesburg doesn't understand the Neisner issues. We are on the ground. And... Therefore, we, we will actually act in the best interest of our citizens. We, um, in, in my particular area, I have been actively involved there since 2004. Um, we have uncovered tender corruption. We've uncovered um, illegal appointments, um, irregular expenditure of 40 million that's written off. Mm. Um, we, we have, uh, but there have been no consequences. Not a single thing in Eisner that goes wrong, there are consequences. Even an illegal director then gets removed and keeps on in another job at, a, at the same salary. So we will introduce consequence management. When anything is wrong in this municipality, we will take action. In Eisner, nothing happens. The town mm. just goes down and they are, there's absolutely no consequences whatsoever. And, and Even it, the good candidates in, yes. the, in the, the mainstream parties often get outvoted by their caucuses, and they cannot actually serve their communities. We will not be hamstrung 
by outside party bosses will be able to deliver. Uh-huh. And it could be said the same for the university town of Makanda, formerly known as Grahamstown, that has been plagued by maladministration, water disruption and decaying infrastructure. If we look at that situation... Lungile, if voted in post the election, what issues do you hope to address as a matter of urgency there in, in the Makana Council? Uh, our, our, our manifesto, uh, which is the people's manifesto, uh, is very simple and it talks to the core issues affecting our people or, on a daily basis. The first thing that uh, we said we are, going to, we are committing to do is to bring a, a, a ethical leadership, honest, transparent, and committed individuals uh, with diverse skills. We've got uh, highly qualified people as part of our team. We have got uh, a computer scientist, Professor Professor Philip, for instance, from uh, Rhodes University, who's part of our team. Uh, secondly, we said we are going to remove corrupt officials, and that uh, the Caboso report which painted a very painful picture about how the ANC looted the municipality to the ground. Uh, ANC has been trying to abuse its majority uh, to cover up for its cadres. We are going to uh, make sure that we follow that, uh, and then those who are implicated will be arrested. Thirdly, we are going to focus on fixing the portals. Uh, we are going to focus on doing... Uh, dealing with the infrastructure decay, putting the water crisis, which has been in the newspaper, as one of our priorities, as well as uh, jobs for local unemployed youth, uh, is part of our manifesto, and also to restore the rule of law, because there is a collapse of the rule of law in that municipality, uh, illegal yes. dumping. The has converted our townships into dumping sites. So we want to focus on that. Lastly, uh, we want to restore public confidence and also build uh, relations between the local business people and the municipality, as well as making sure that the process of budgeting is more inclusive and is people-centered. On the line to us this morning, one South Africa movement chief activist, Musi Maimani. We have the nice independent movement in the Western Cape, Susan Campbell, as well as Lungile Ngube, the independent ward candidate from the Makana Citizens Front in Makanda. So what are you telling me uh, in relation to the question, your assessment of the independent candidates as an alternative choice in the upcoming local government elections? If I go there to the SMS line, my daughter says, are we going to see real changes after the municipal elections? Will we see people employed, corruption? eradicated. What if those chosen are doubting Thomases? Elvis, welcome home to our Musi, says Peter McQuenna. It's now or never. We call the ANC, the EFF Alliance, a trap. We can't go on together with these suspicious minds to be ruled by them. This one from Rampisa Lasiba says the independent candidates should only be voted by their families, since they will also be independent from accounting to their communities. The ANC gave them a chance to participate in its candidate selection process, but they failed. We are forever and remain the ANC, says Rampisa. Podile says on Facebook, Morning Elvis, between Musi and Herman, who is better? Because the other was a leader of the party and the other uh, a mere mayor of Johannesburg. They should have joined each other, not this thing that they are doing. This uh, is just here for empowering themselves, so says Podile. Now, that's a question that's on everybody's mind, uh, Mr. Maimani. Why did you and Herman Mashaba not join forces? <laughs> well, the answer is the, is the very essence of the discussion we've been having. We have already in this country 50 uh, political parties at national. Uh, what is not being told, and I'm, I need to have this verified, so I think there are about um, uh, well over 100 political parties contesting these local government elections. So adding another one to me seems a bit like there aren't 100 solutions to the problems of this country. So when Mr. Mashaba wanted to start a political party, I said, good luck, but I really believe strongly myself that what this country needs is a movement that builds a coalition of citizens. Mm. Because ultimately, one of the advantages of building One South Africa and the movement as we have it now is that suddenly for the first time in a long time, politics is not just being left up to politicians. 
far too important than that. We've had to draw on experience from different people who before were not political. So if you start a political party, it's like starting a football club. Then you are attractive to footballers. But if you start a movement, you are attractive to a whole lot of people who ordinarily would not be interested in politics. The mayoral candidate in Inokumkichima is a businessman there who was running one of the largest plants there that employs over a thousand people in Inokumkichima. He would have not joined the political party. Mm. But he is standing today as a mayoral candidate. I would think that having run a successful business, he has the capabilities to turn a municipality around. Hmm. If you look at, mm-hmm. so, so to me, that is the fundamental difference here, is that the more political parties we add, it's like, honestly, if you start a Shabin, you are going to attract drunkards. Mm-hmm. Now, service delivery came to the fore uh, in our discussion throughout this hour. I spoke to w- a career activist, uh, Wiseman Hamilton, uh, a couple of days ago, and he says that local government has really outsourced uh, the, the services of the municipality through the tender system, and that has failed the municipalities. Do you agree with that type of statement? 100%. 100%. And, 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 and I think the reason why there's that type of scenario continues to be exacerbated is because the political parties need politi- need funding, right? So what invariably happens is that you set up a tender system, it adjudicates a contract to a political to a business. That business does a shoddy job at building something because it needs to extract maximum profits so that it can fund the political party who captures the state and then the state then has to adjudicate contracts. And so the triangle of corruption works permanently. Mm-hmm. And I think, to me, it's been a fundamental failure. You set up all of these parallel entities that don't do it. I think if we're going to restore the capability of a municipality, it cannot be that the municipality has to outsource grant cutters. I mean, yes. it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It needs to be able to say we're able to cut grass in our parks. We're able to deliver water because we've got these services. Mm-hmm. Let me give you one of the most crass examples of how this thing even goes wrong. You have a municipality that fails to build water, water reserves. And then it decides that it's going to issue a tender for people to go on with water trucks to deliver water. Those people are ANC councillors and candidates. They run these businesses. Once those businesses are well in place, they no longer want to fix the water tankers that they were supposed to do for the municipalities. They continue with these businesses. And I can assure you, we have seen that play itself out, that the municipality mm-hmm. just becomes a piggy bank for people who want to self-enrich. That's right. We have to get back to the capability of local government, and it is prescribed in law. Wonderful. Wonderful discussion uh, with uh, the One South African Movement chief activist, Musi Maimani. We also had the ward, count, the ward candidate from the Nice and Independent Movement in the Western Cape, Susan Campbell, as well as Lungile Ngube, the independent ward candidate from the Makana Citizens Front in Makanda. Thank you so much for all your participation. We can't get to all your comments. Uh, in fact, let me just go quickly to one from Sibusiso says, independent candidates... In our country, they don't really stand a chance to succeed because we've got a traditional approach to politics. We still believe that political parties matters, political parties matters more than service delivery through an independent individual. That's where we got to leave it. It's the end of the weekend. You believe it? It's there already. Ciao for now. Arrivederci.